Hey you all and welcome back to my podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about a specific book series, um, a sci-fi novel, sci-fi book written by Frank Herbert uh, in 1965 and it was called Dune. So um, I think most of us know that uh, the next Timothy Chalamet movie is coming out October 2021 it's been postponed and that is Dune of course and um, this is how I came across Dune from the movie trailer I really liked the trailer of course I think I'd, as did everybody and uh, I started to research Dune and I found the book and I read the book then I read the next book Dune Messiah and now I'm on the third book um, Dune uh, Children of Dune and that's the third book and I fell in love with the universe of Dune um, or Duneverse. I fell in love with this writer. I mean, um, a lot of people say that uh, it's a space opera in a way. And a lot of people say that Frank Herbert inspired uh, a lot of other sci-fi writers uh, post-1965, of course, after he wrote Dune. Um, and one of them is George Lucas. And I've recently also watched all the nine star wars films and i love them i mean now i am a star wars fan um and so you know dune is more considered to be more soft sci-fi there are apparently two branches of sci-fi novel writing um and hard and soft so hard would be more scientific more you know technology oriented talking about technology more than relations or other other thoughts and philosophies and soft sci-fi has a lot of, lot more to do with things like space opera and family relations and emotions and philosophy and religion and i think i'm probably one of those who would like the popular soft sci-fi genre i mean i i'm not sure i'm just getting into sci-fi so let's see where this journey takes me but of course these books have been amazingly helpful through a, through this difficult time uh, in life and in the world and really they've just kept me up and I, I, I absolutely love Dune so this podcast is going to be about Dune if you're interested please stick around and if not um, maybe something else in the next episode might you know be of interest for you so anyway let's talk about Dune um uh, the plot, so again, let me tell you how Frank Herbert's writing style and why I really love it. A lot of people don't, um, but it's very, uh, it's it's a writing style where 60 to 70% of the writing is happening inside the character's mind, especially the protagonist, Paul Atreides, and the thoughts that he is going through. Um, it's almost like a, a glance, you know, here and there, or... A signal or a gesture body language these are the things through which real thoughts and ideas are communicated and um, um, the action or the plot is mostly 30 to 40 percent of the times when when the story is moving forward but that doesn't really discount from the fact that the story is amazing the plot is great and whenever the action actually the story moves forward I am gripped I was gripped and I was it you know it's like a thriller page turner as well but it is so 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 much I can't emphasize so much more than that um, 
how to even you know tell you in brief let me just tell you in brief the plot of the story so the story starts in caladan of course it's um, the story is sci-fi so there is an imperium and there are various planets under uh, this imperium and the emperor who rules everyone is uh, padishah shadam the 4th right so he's the emperor and there are various houses you know think of game of thrones houses um so yeah something similar there are various houses like house of atreides we have the harkonnen house we have house corino uh, so these are the different houses we have landstrad uh, all of them coming together and then there's a company called chom which is basically you know capitalism personified um so the story begins in this planet planet of caladan where we have the house atreides um duke leto who's like the duke of that house and his son paul atreides and his wife jessica uh, all of them are going to be moving to caladan um because the emperor wants it so and uh, sorry they're going to be moving away from caladan and they're going to be moving to dune which is um, planet arrakis or it's also known as dune uh there you have this very very important spice which is called spice melange now this spice is almost like uh, consider compare it to oil you know like they're moving to dubai or something um literally <laughs> because there's a desert in dune but yeah consider it as oil because this spice melange is very very important for space travel it fuels space travel it is a geriatric spice which means you know it's going to keep you living longer for many people it's going to keep you young and for certain people it's going to make them human computers uh, they were called mentats so this world is 10191 okay so thousands of years in the future where ma- mankind has given up um has given up um use of computers because computers and machines sort of became just tools for man to fight against one another and humanity was just tired of machines and so there was something called the butlerian jihad um where um you know machines were gotten rid of completely now humans and human mind or the, the the cognitive power of humanity is used as machines so there are some humans who really have that power and they are known as mentats anyway i'm going into details but what is happening is that there is an enmity between house atreides from caladan they were moving to dune and the current rulers of uh, dune and that is house harkonnen there's a baron vladimir harkonnen and duke you know uh, leto and these are sort sort of their their enemy houses now the emperor is seeing how the house of atreides is becoming very popular and he wants to kind of kill leto and you know give end this dynasty in, uh, of sorts um but under the pretense of giving them this the rule of this uh, planet called dune and the spice which is so important so he's doing something great according to everyone but in a way there is a traitor in the house and they're going to kind of kill the entire family and uh, in essence uh, not feel guilty or not show to the world that they have done this they have killed the tradies family and the tradies uh, house 
So within the house of Atreides, there is a doctor. Uh, well, this is a, this is sort of a spoiler. But there's somebody. Damn, I gave you a spoiler. I'm sorry. But there's somebody in that house who is a traitor. And I'm going to put like a little uh, disclaimer that this has spoilers. So that people who really actually want to read this book. Uh, I don't know how many people are going to listen to this podcast. But whoever wants to read the book can kind of avoid this podcast. Anyway. So there is a traitor. I might as well tell you the name. But I won't. Okay. Uh, so there is a traitor within the house of Atreides. And this person is going to somehow betray the family and... Uh, the father's going to die and then there comes a journey of Paul Atreides his son who is actually the protagonist of our book uh, how he is going to escape with his mother and uh, how he becomes a ruler of the desert people and how he kind of avenges his father's death it's a basic plot line but there is so much more to it now let me tell you all the more that is there to it maybe Get a drink of water and we shall continue with what is happening in this story. Okay, so let's get back to Dune. Um, I think I left you at the point where Paul and Jessica kind of uh, fleed into the desert. And uh, this is where they meet the Fremen people. So they're initially captured by the Fremen people. These are the people who are living in CHS, underground living spaces uh, in the desert. And... Uh, in the dunes of this uh, this planet, Dune, Arrakis, and uh, eventually Paul kind of wins their trust over and becomes the leader of the Fremen people and leads them to this uh, particular jihad where he avenges his father's death. So that's the entire story, except for the fact that um, Jessica's mother is a Benny Jesuit, uh, a Benny Jesuit sister. Now, what is a Benny Jesuit? So, the Benny Jesuit sisterhood is is a spiritual, a powerful sisterhood that, for generations, has been uh, working out a breeding program. So, they select, they train these um, Benny Jesuit women in certain uh, mind skills that lead them to have uh, younger bodies, younger lives also you know the awareness of the past but they are looking for the perfect male so they actually can get into the consciousness consciousnesses if there is a word like that if the plural consciousness of all the female or the feminine thought so generations of mothers can actually know the previous generations and they are really um, aware women in that sense um, and so they they have a little they have quite a bit of power in the imperium, but what they are looking for is a perfect counter uh, or a male Benny Jesuit, that who who can look into the past and can also look into the future. So this person 
uh, will have prescience, which is vision of the future. And if a person, uh, if a Beni Gesserit has a vision of the future, this Beni Gesserit will be sort of the ruler of the imperium. So he's going to be very powerful. He's probably going to have sway over the emperor and he could be the emperor himself or he could be so much more. And that that will only happen through a very calculated, thought out um, sort of uh, breeding program where they were thinking that Jessica, who is a Bene Gesserit a sister, will mar marry Duke later, who, sh who well, she didn't marry, she was his concubine. But they were together and they, they she was supposed to give birth to a daughter. That daughter would probably have married a Harkonnen son, um, you know, the nephew of uh, Vladimir Harkonnen, and given birth in the next generation to what they hoped was their Kwisatz Haderach. And I just love this word. <laughs> Kwisatz Haderach, the, the Bene Gesserit which ha who had the power of prescience or the power of all the consciousness, all of the Bene Gesserit training power. So really a, a superhuman being in, in that sense. And that um, didn't happen because Jessica, when she fell in love with the Duke, decided that they wanted to have a son and they had a son. So, But the son became so powerful that it was difficult for the Bene Gesserit to control this person. And their entire plan just went sort of down the drain. <laughs> and so... But what I'm trying to say is that this is the plot, the story. But there's so many quotes and um, paragraphs and sentences and, and, and long monologues, internal dialogues of all of these characters um, who are thinking about philosophy, about religion, about governance, morality. Uh, that is what I found uh, very, very interesting. And uh, I, I, there are hundreds of quotes and unfortunately I haven't really you know, sort of um, tick marked or kind of highlighted these notes when I was reading. But if I just pull up, you know, Dune book quotes and I, I and I talk about some of the quotes and I could just go on and on. So maybe this can also be a series. So this can be, you know, Dune, um, Dune discussion one or Dune part one. And then I can go on to talk about his philosophy uh, much more. But let's talk about one or two of those quotes that I'm talking about. So the Bene Gesserit have a litany. Um, they have lots of motivational, I wouldn't say motivational, but lots of quotes uh, in their, you know, sort of um, book of learning, in their learning. And one of the most important one, and which is the very, very beginning, or the very first one that you hear Paul saying, and it, this quote or this litany has been inspirational or important for a lot of people who have read Dune. And I came across a lot of, YouTubers and people who have who have talked about Dune in detail, um, and I shout out to uh, Danica, and I shout out to a lot of YouTubers that I'm watching right now. But the litany is about fear. So let me just read this: the Beni Gesserit quote to the Beni Gesserit litany against fear. So it says, "I must not fear. Fear is a mind killer. Fear is a little death that brings total obli obliteration. I will face my fear." I will permit it to pass over me and through me and when it has gone and when it has gone past I will turn the inner eye to see its path where the fear has gone there will be nothing only I will remain and I think you hear that uh, uh, you know you hear Timothy Chalamet saying it in the in the movie as Paul Atreides and oh my god just so important right fear 
that if fear takes over my mind or if the thoughts of full of fear take over my mind um, it's literally going to kill me uh, sort of in Hindi as we say so it's it's a little even if you're not dying say if you're really scared of a tiger and you kind of don't have your reflexes and it the tiger pounces on you and you die it that's dying literally out of fear but also little death the fear so I'll read that line again fear is a mind killer fear is a little death that brings total obliteration so it's the little death why little death because if you think about it if you're living in fear you're really not living your mind's not working to its capacity you can't enjoy anything and it's even if you're not dying you're dying in your mind it's a little death and of course fear eventually will bring bring sort of complete obliteration um, so yeah I will face that fear so of course your way out of anything is to confront it no matter how much today we like to avoid our feelings and our emotions and our fears at least I do that I am I sort of numb a lot the more you numb the more the bigger it's going to get so of course when you face your fear it's going to go through you it will pass through your body through your mind and it will go out if you want it to it will leave it will have its path it will go out you will watch the fear as an observer and once you become the observer of that fear once you see the path of the fear once it has moved away from you all that will remain is going to be you because it's not going to I'm, I don't know if I'm explaining or I'm talking about it or it's making any sense or it's just something mundane that I'm talking about but if you look at fear as an outsider uh, as something that has come over your body or is passing through your body and is not you then you can see yourself as well openly right only I will remain so this is written by Frank Herbert and uh, I think we can do an entire podcast on Frank Herbert himself and um, yeah so that's one of the quotes so let me pick up another one if you don't mind hmm yeah something where he says so this is um, this is a quote that talks about death legacy life uh, philosophy truth wisdom uh, this is another quote that says there is no escape we pay for the violence of our ancestors so no matter what um, it's almost like psychic karma right it's almost like uh, it's uh, we pay for the genes of our ancestors so you know we we are the dna rna of the people that have come before us and i don't mean that in any kind of um, hierarchical sense i just mean that literally like physically um uh, and we pay for what has happened before us so we pay for the grievances that our ancestors have gone through so say um, somebody in the in our past has faced uh, or caused harm to someone else the, the the next generation is surely going to pay for it even even if the 
that particular generation has not so talk about climate change with us for example this generation is paying for you know the industrial revolution this generation is paying for for all of the destruction that that we've done to the climate and uh, and it's going to pay it's not going to be able to escape what has been done before so you so you really can't say that uh, this is not my this wasn't my time and why it's 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 obvious there is no escape so that's one another interesting one was hope clouds observation so you know really um, sometimes just being too optimistic tends to cloud your observation of things as they are so we tend to look at things and we tend to say they're good or bad so we have this binary of uh, of du- this dualism this duality of good or bad um, you know black or white you know it's either there or it's not there and really it's just what it is so the the notion uh, or, the, or the idea of attaching uh, value or giving you know some kind of a meaning to anything that is just there is a very human trait and so it it really clouds observation the way it is you make things the way they are right so i'm not going to talk about a lot more but maybe in the next session i can do a lot more of the of these quotes um and uh, i think i'll end it for today if you like dune i think you should pick up the book you should read the book and make your own judgments this is just my opinion and i'm doing this uh, because it's really fun and thank you for listening bye